The Healthy Golf Podcast, episode 49, with your host, Joe Orbicheski. Welcome to the Healthy Golf Podcast, a podcast designed to help you transform your golf game and your life. Join your host, Dr. Joe O, as he chats with experts on all things golf performance to keep you feeling great and playing your best on and off the course. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Golf Podcast. I am your host, Joe Orbicheski, and if this is the first time you are tuning in, thank you so much for checking out the show. If you are a regular listener and subscriber, as always, thank you so much for coming back and listening to me just chat into a mic while I'm staring at a computer screen. But uh, today's topic, I wanted to talk about how to modify your workouts if you are experiencing pain or discomfort. This was brought on by uh, my experience last week. I kind of went on to Instagram and shared this and asked if people would be interested in this topic, and I got a fair amount of yeses, so this is why I'm doing this podcast, but just to give everyone some background in case you don't follow me on Instagram, uh, last week I kind of woke up and I had some stiffness and some soreness and a little bit of discomfort in my right lower back. And I had planned to train that day and work out. And some of that workout definitely included some lower body work, including squats and some hinging motions. So basically, as I was going through, I did some things to kind of help with the pain before I worked out. But the big thing is, though, I know that comes across in a lot of people is if I work out or if I do the workout that I was planning to do, am I going to make things worse? Am I going to be able to not work out for the next few days? Am I even able to still work out? Should I work out? Should I do something different, right? So I figured this would be a great topic because it's very common for people to wake up one day and experience some discomfort somewhere that they weren't having the day before, or you know, you're going through your morning routine and you bend down to put your shoes on and you feel a little tweak or something like that in your low back. Uh, it seems to be very common and that can just throw off your whole day, especially your training routine if you're really into training and really trying to get your body right for whatever it is you're trying to do. I know for most of us that means golf, right? So the real question is, is what can you do and how can you modify your workout when you are experiencing some pain or discomfort, especially a new pain or discomfort? Now, first and foremost, I will say that every person's situation is completely different, and I can't be so specific in this podcast every single situation. That is absolutely impossible. I'm going to give very broad and very wide suggestions that can hit many people's situations, hopefully, right? And like I said, we're going from the standpoint as in you woke up this morning, you're going to go work out, but you're feeling a little sore somewhere that you weren't feeling yesterday, or you were doing your morning routine and you felt a little tweak in your shoulder or in your low back or in your leg or something along those lines, right? This is not something in terms of pain that you've been dealing with for a very long time, or something that you've even been dealing with for a month. This is, those are different situations. This is something that has just been brought on. So keep that in mind as I'm going through some of these uh, 
suggestions and pointers here on how to modify your exercises and workout routine if you do experience that. Of course, some of these suggestions and tips will be applicable to any situation where you've been having pain for a month or two months or even a little bit longer. But those situations are a little bit different than this one that I'm talking about right now. So the first thing that I would suggest, which is what I did last week when I was experiencing some of that right-sided low back pain, was can you modify your symptoms immediately? Meaning, is there something that you can do to make them feel better? And that could be lots of different things, right? It could be a position that you can get into. Does sitting help them feel a little bit better? Does standing or walking help them feel better? Does bending down to touch your toes feel better? Does leaning backwards feel better? Those are all just trials and things that you can do to see if that can help your symptoms feel a little bit better, okay? What I ended up doing was I took a little myofascial ball or a little massage ball that I have that's relatively firm, and I tried to just do some self-massage to that area, which helped to change the input to my brain, which helped to decrease the pain levels that I was experiencing in that area. And in fact, that discomfort went away for a little bit. Um, Unfortunately, the gym where I work out of and was going to is about a good, depending on the day, 20 to 30 minute drive. So that sustained sitting position kind of irritated it a little bit more again. So I did a little bit more rolling out of that area, which again helped with decreasing the pain. So I would definitely suggest trying to find a position of comfort or repeated position again, whether that's bending forward or bending backward or you know walking. Those are all things you're going to have to try and just kind of see. If it has to do with your arm, right? try to take it into some different positions or something along those lines that seems to help it. Or like I said, get a tennis ball, a massage ball, foam roller, anything along those lines and try to massage that area for a little bit and see if that changes the input to your brain and if that affects the, you know, pain levels and or the motions that are painful beforehand, a good indicator if uh, self-massage or something like that is effective, right, is one, just to see if your pain goes down afterwards. Another thing would be, let's say beforehand, you're having pain doing an action. Let's say you're having pain with going down and touching your toes. You have pain in your low back. And you have pain when you're going down to try to put your shoes on or your socks on, something along those lines, right? So you go ahead, do the massage of that area, and then you retest that painful motion. If that painful motion is now better, that's a good indicator that that massage, self-massage to that area is an effective tool in working and improving your symptoms, right? Now, if it didn't get better, it doesn't mean it's not bad, it just doesn't it just means it was not effective, right? So I wouldn't necessarily maybe throw that out completely if your symptoms aren't better. However, if your symptoms are worse, then I would definitely not redo that again because that seemed to aggravate your symptoms, right? We did something and now they're worse. I would not keep doing that. I would try something different than whatever you did. So that would be the first thing that I would do. Now, there's another caveat in here, and it all has to do with pain levels. Um, Everyone's pain scale is completely different, and it's totally subjective. Everyone's pain experience is completely different. What may be a 5 out of 10 pain for you 
may be a 9 out of 10 pain for someone else, right? And someone's 8 out of 10 pain might be someone's 2 out of 10 pain. That's why it can be very hard as a healthcare provider to work in terms of pain. Um, But also at the same time, it makes it easy because everyone's pain experience is subjective to themselves. So you really, you know, need to know yourself a little bit and how you do with pain. So my first question would be, how bad is your pain that you're experiencing, right? Is it so bad that you can't move and walk around? If that's the case, you're probably not going to go ahead and work out that day. I probably would not suggest that. I would suggest trying to find positions and doing things that would be the best in helping you to relieve your symptoms. Probably working out if your pain is that high is probably just going to aggravate your symptoms no matter what other modifications we do. And normally when we're talking about this on a pain scale, and I look at it as a 0 to 10, with 0 being absolutely no pain, and 10 being so bad that we have to take you to the hospital and get you some serious medications to relieve pain, right? So whatever that means for you, I like to say about a 4 or a 5 out of 10 is usually my limit of you know pushing exercise and activity. A 4 to 5 is very tolerable, I, I think, on the pain scale, and you can still get through things. If it's worse than that, and it's pretty provocative, meaning you don't have to do very much to make it angry, and it stays kind of flared up for a while after you made it angry, again, I probably am not going to recommend that you go ahead and work out because, again, working out despite the modifications that you do are probably not going to be the best thing. I am going to recommend, though, that you do try and stay active as best as you possibly can based on your symptoms. So trying to stay moving around and doing things is still going to be great, but probably going to the gym, lifting weights and training is not going to be the ideal thing. Okay. Now, if your pain is four or five or less, let's see if we can modify those symptoms just as you would if you had really high pain. But let's go into some other suggestions that you can do while you're training and working out. And the first one is going to be watch how much volume you do with volume being how many sets and reps you do as well as the amount of weight that you're lifting. So you're not going to probably want to go in and you may not go ahead and do the same amount of sets and reps that you're doing, nor may you lift the same amount of weight that you're doing because all of that is going to contribute to the total volume of your workout. And if you go in and you're kind of sore but you can get through it, you're going to be pushing yourself maybe a little too far. Even though you may be feeling okay during the workout, you may really feel it later. So overall, I would recommend maybe decreasing your total sets, maybe decreasing the total reps, and or decreasing the weight overall. Because again, all of that is going to affect the volume that you put yourself through and could really make you or aggravate your symptoms more, even though it may not be aggravating at the time. Another thing that you can do is think about changing or modifying the exercise. So an example would be if you were going to go in and do a barbell back squat or a barbell deadlift, there are lots of variations of deadlifts and squats that you can still do to work the same type of motion 
without being so taxing because a barbell back squat and a barbell deadlift are very technically high and difficult to do in terms of their exercise and the movement. But when we look at a regression of those exercises that will still work the same muscles and movements, we can decrease the load on that and it may be a little bit more comfortable for you and a little bit more safer just for right now. So like a regression for a barbell back squat may just be a goblet squat. And a goblet squat, if you're not sure, is where, you're, is where you hold a weight in front of your chest and then you squat down. Yes, by doing that, we are going to decrease the load more than likely, but that's okay. You're still going to be modifying that exercise and you're changing the pressures on your body to be a little bit easier and better. So you can still get through the training session and do that specific type of movement, but we're going to hopefully reduce an exaggerated amount of stress to that area that is painful. Now, again, for a squat, that may not bother your shoulder, but again, let's think about a shoulder exercise. So instead of doing, say, standing shoulder press overhead, and let's just say it's a standard military press where it requires a lot of mobility and just everything to be working really well around the shoulder joint, maybe we would just, just instead of that, we do a seated neutral overhead press, right? So we change the position. It's a little bit nicer on the shoulder joint. And we also take out a lot of extra work from the core and other muscles around the shoulder and really just focus on that. Now, there's lots of modifications that you can do for exercises. If you're not sure what kind of modifications you can do, I would definitely try to talk to someone at your gym. If you don't go to a gym and you work out at home, feel free to definitely reach out to me or someone else that you trust in terms of a trainer or a strength coach or a healthcare provider because they will be really able to give you a good regression of an exercise if you need to modify. Something else that you can do, which I um, may not always recommend, and I do think that they're good to do, just depends on the context of it, I think right now would be really good. Again, for most of my exercises, when I'm programming for people, even for myself, I like to do a lot of compound exercises, which just means you're doing a lot of muscles at work at once versus an isolation exercise. A very classic example of an isolation exercise is a bicep curl with a dumbbell. Okay, A compound movement is going to be more of like a dumbbell row or a squat, or a deadlift, or an overhead press. Those are all compound movements, meaning we're using multiple muscles at once. I like to do it because you're working lots of muscles at once. That's how you typically work in terms of athletics. And it's very time efficient and very efficient just in general in terms of the move as well. But given now that we have a little issue going on wherever it may be, doing an isolation exercise may be a little bit more appropriate right now to still work some of those same muscles that we're trying to work without being so provocative. Again, another example of this, again, let's just say you have some low back pain or discomfort and you're going to go ahead and do barbell squats. Instead of doing a barbell squat or even a goblet squat, you could, if you have a machine available, you could do seated leg extensions. You could do a leg press. A leg press is still a little bit more of a compound movement, but we take a lot, a lot out 
whereas the leg extension is very isolated. We're only working the quads, and that's pretty much it. If you don't have machines, then this may not be the best exercise modification for you. I would definitely think about, again, doing what we talked about a little bit earlier or what we're going to talk about in just the next few minutes. Again, one of the best things that you can do when you are experiencing some pain or discomfort is going to be still moving. This is regardless of if you're in a lot of pain or not a lot of pain. It's just going to depend on how much your body can tolerate at that time. So again, if you're in a lot of pain, I would really focus on trying to find positions of comfort, but still try to stay as active as you possibly can within reason and based on your symptoms response to those different movements and things that you're trying. Again, if you're having a lot of pain, I probably would not recommend that you go to the gym and train, but it's still going to be very important for you to stay active and moving around again as best as you can based on your symptoms response to moving around and doing those things. If you're not in as much pain and you are able to make it to the gym, but you're not able to do your entire workout, just try to do something different. Um, You know, you can do all of the things that we talked about already, but maybe if some of those are still just not the greatest, let's just say, Again, this isn't normally how I program for most people, but if your knee's bothering you, right, and you have a full body program and just like it seems like everything that you're doing, regardless of changing the weight, changing the position, changing all these different things, still bothering your knee, just do your upper body exercises as best as you can. You can do most upper body exercises, hopefully still standing without any discomfort. And if you still can't stand, you can still do most of them in a sit, in a seated or sitting position. So you can still get some upper body work in at the same time. And the same goes vice versa if you have an upper body issue. Again, let's say it's your shoulder because that's very common. And it just seems like no matter what modification you're doing, your shoulder is still painful. That's okay. Go ahead and do some legs, especially if you have a full body routine. You know what? Just say... Forget the upper body right now. Nothing seems to be working. It just seems to be irritating it no matter what I do. I'm just going to do my lower body exercises. Totally fine. And again, adding in something else that you're not used to doing, maybe that might be spending a little bit of time doing a little bit of conditioning work on the bike or just walking on the treadmill or going on the elliptical. Even if that's something that you're not used to doing but you still feel like you need to get some more work in, because you weren't able to do whether it was your upper body or lower body, totally fine. Like go ahead and try to do some other or extra work if possible. Now, if you have a lower body issue and like the bike is bothersome or walking on the treadmill or elliptical, maybe your gym has an upper body ergometer. Um, or maybe they even have one of the ski, uh, concept two rowers. Basically you could try one of those. Those are more upper body, if they don't have anything in terms of that, it's okay. You know, you did your best. You went to the gym. You still did something, and something is always better than nothing. Another good example of a modification is to modify your range of motion. A lot of times, people end up experiencing pain, maybe more towards the end of the range of motion, or at this specific point in the range of motion. 
I would definitely try to modify your range of motion then because you don't have to go through the full range of motion right now. Going through a full range of motion when performing an exercise is definitely great and highly recommended if you can tolerate it and do it without any pain or discomfort. But if you're experiencing pain or discomfort and you have pain, let's say, at the top of a shoulder press, don't press all the way up. Go halfway. That's okay. I know it feels like you're not doing the full bit, and you're not, right? But we're just trying to train around some of the discomfort that you're still feeling. So go ahead and definitely use that as well. Same thing goes for a squat. Let's say you're getting pain more at the bottom of the squat in your knee or your low back. Just don't squat down as far, okay? And again, you may need to modify and combine multiple of these tips all at the same time. Again, whether that's changing the exercise as a regression, decreasing the load, decreasing the reps and sets, all of those things are going to be great modifications that you can make and and you know not make your symptoms more angry uh, at the time of the gym or maybe even later when you are done working out. And one of the last things I want to say in terms of modifying your workout or your exercises when you are feeling pain or discomfort or even not having pain or discomfort uh, is the old motto of no pain, no gain, which is not necessarily true at all whatsoever, especially when you are experiencing pain or discomfort. That's not what we're looking for. And pain or discomfort does not indicate a good workout or that you did a great job or you're making progress. It does not indicate that at all. Um, a lot of times people think of that old motto of no pain, no gain as, you know, you need to, you need to be in discomfort to be making progress and doing well, which is just not the case. Um, I think what was supposed to be meant by that no pain no gain motto is the typical effect i want to say this is probably more so uh started in the bodybuilding world where you know you're doing a lot of sets and reps and a lot of volume to create your muscles so it can build and repair itself and so you can build more muscle tissue and really get a lot of muscle mass on your body and I think what they were more pointing to when they had talked about this was the lactic acid or that muscle burn and fatigue that you feel when you're doing a workout. And I'm sure if you've worked out before, you've probably felt this where you get that muscle burn and fatigue in that specific in that specific muscle group that you're working. And, you know, it, it's uncomfortable. I wouldn't necessarily say it's painful. I guess it can be a little bit depending on the person, right? But it's not real pain or pain is what I'm considering as maybe sharp, severe, stabbing, those kinds of things. Like if you stop doing that pain, that exercise, eventually that burning fatigue goes away. And if you do enough of it, it's probably going to come on sooner, right? But that's a little bit different than, you know, lifting your shoulder up and feeling a pinch or a sharp stabbing kind of on the side of your shoulder every time you do that. That's Those are two completely different things in my mind. And in fact, the muscle burning fatigue kind of discomfort is very common and is normal if you do enough of an exercise and 
the sharp stabbing kind of pinching pain that you may feel if you're going to press your shoulder up overhead with some weight in it is not normal. That's that's not normal. You should not be feeling that. So no pain, no gain does not apply to the latter. I can understand where they were coming from originally if that was their thought in terms of that muscle burn and fatigue, and that's totally okay, right? That's a normal response by the body. And yeah, it can be a little uncomfortable, but when we're training for athletics, very rarely are we training that much that you're going to get that muscle burn fatigue. Again, sometimes there will be that and there's context for everything. But I think that again, started mainly in the bodybuilding world. And when you're trying to put on muscle mass, you're doing a lot of volume, a lot of sets, a lot of isolation work, and you're trying to get to that kind of fatigued state uh, to where you are going to have that muscle burn kind of fatigue discomfort. So pain, no pain, no gain is not the game that we're playing, especially when we're, when we're training for performance. Um, that's definitely not the case. And that's kind of the last thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to workout modifications. And, and, and that point is just workouts in general. Um, again, there's a time and place for that. A majority of the time when you're training for performance, that's kind of not what you're aiming for. Again, there's there's a time and place for that always for everyone. And as long as there's context behind it, I'm totally cool with it. But that's not what we're aiming for on every single exercise. So those are my suggestions on modifying your exercises or workouts. If you have a newer or new-ish pain that you kind of just woke up with, maybe it started a little bit yesterday, you probably woke up with it. It wasn't there yesterday. Again, this isn't necessarily for someone who's been in pain for a long time, although some of these principles and takeaways and tips do apply for that. But if you've been in pain for a month, even two weeks or longer, and you've tried some things and it's not getting better, I would definitely go ahead and reach out to a physical therapist or your trusted healthcare provider to go ahead and get evaluated and assessed because that's going to be the best thing. Typically at that point, I would say that pain or discomfort that you're experiencing has been going on for far too long at that point. Even if you have been trying some stuff and you're not really getting any relief, I would definitely go ahead and reach out. If you know this is just fairly new, less than a week, again, in this example, we're talking about pretty much waking up with this pain, kind of didn't anticipate this happening at all, and you're trying to train and work out today, and you're worried that you might make your discomfort or pain worse, these are some great takeaways and modifications that you can do in your workout to make sure that you hopefully and ideally do not aggravate your symptoms and or make things worse. Hopefully, you will actually make your symptoms feel better and you'll be back to normal within the day or hopefully within a handful of days. If anyone has absolutely any questions about any of these uh, modifications or tips on how to modify your workout or exercise, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. You can send me an email. You can reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. I'd be more than happy to chat. Or if you have questions about anything, especially specific to your situation, again, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to chat with you and really help you modify and navigate your training plan if you are experiencing some pain or discomfort. 
but with that being said, thank you so much again, as always, for taking the time out of your day to download and listen to me just kind of talk again into a mic while staring at a computer screen. In fact, right now I'm kind of watching the RBC Heritage as this is going on as well. But as always, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you could have done absolutely anything else with your time and you decided to listen to me uh, chat into a mic. Hopefully this was really helpful in helping you kind of navigate again the gym and or exercises the next time you're going to work out and you do have some pain. If this was helpful to you, please, I would love to hear from you. Send me a message on Instagram or shoot me an email or reach out to me on Facebook. Any of those places you can reach out to me. I would love to hear if this was helpful to you or if there's something else you would have liked to have seen in this episode. I can always add it in into another episode or chat about it another time. Um, If you guys have some time and you're not already subscribed, please hit that subscribe button on any platform that you're listening to. And if you really have the time, I'd really appreciate you rating the show and just submitting a short review. That, again, really helps helps the show out and helps me out just to get the podcast seen a little bit more and really help more people, especially golfers, get the most out of their body on and off the golf course, which is all I really want to do is I want to help golfers in particular, but everyone in particularly golfers achieve the most out of their body on and off the golf course. So if you can go ahead and just spend the five minutes to rate the show and maybe write a short review, that would be ultimately appreciated. And I would not be able to thank you more than enough. In fact, I'll give you a virtual high five uh, right now. But until next time, keep working hard, keep striving for excellence, because when you feel great, you golf great.